0: And we are checking in with Darren Pang, Blackhawks announcer, Mr. TNT. Long time with the NHL. Why am I reading this long introduction? You know who he is. (laughs) The one, the only panger. Let me start with Sunday. Did I hear a holy jumping out of John Kelly? Was that the
1: best or what? That might have been the best holy jumping I've ever heard. You know what, and I'll be honest with you, it sounded a lot better than thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, it, it just had that genuine, enthusiastic miss about it and uh, i was very proud of jk i didn't know until after the game that he pulled that off and uh... and you know chris pinkert that does a great yep. job there pinky uh... had sent me the uh... the little the, the clip and so uh, the the truth be told um... we went to dinner the night before at one of my favorite places here It's called chafano's it's by uh... uic where the uic playing yep. hockey team used to play and uh... Anyway, I, I had uh, Joey. I figured Joe Vitale would enjoy that, being the true Sicilian Italian that he is, and and uh, Chris Kerber and uh, and J.K. were there. And I don't know, halfway through dinner and a couple of bottles of wine, I said, J.K., you got to throw out a holy jump, if it works in the next game for me, would you? And so, sure enough, uh, that old guy's got a good memory, and he pulled it off nicely.
0: Oh, it was a lot of fun. I think it caught the audience off guard. But let me get this right: Kerber, J.K., Joey Vitale, and you at the same table. Was there enough oxygen in the room? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good question. Um, and Lynn, too. My poor wife had to listen to everything the whole time. Um <laughs> That's a lot of listening.
0: That's a lot of no, but that was fun. That was great fun. Uh, And when we get a little bit closer, we're going to talk about your return to St. Louis as well. Uh, He's Mister Chicago. You hear the train going by in the background there. Uh, It's been a turbulent few days. Most folks following the NHL know that Corey Perry dismissed from the team. I feel like if this were in St. Louis, you would be part of like you're a glue guy, even though you're a broadcaster, and you'd be able to help not heal some of this, but be someone involved. Is is there any role you can play here to kind of kind of massage this thing along as a team just to kind of get past this you know drama nationally
1: yeah that's that's a real difficult one because um you know okay so number one you know as an analyst most of the players you know you you know players but you don't really know players um for me I've always admired Corey Perry and I thought that that was a really great addition you know with Nick Foligno and, and with him two two guys that you know, played a lot of games where they they can st- step up in the locker room and they can say whatever needs to be said. And, um, you know, I'm so early here uh, in Chicago that, you know, I didn't really even get a chance to, you know, get out, no, no dinners, no anything like that. So to find out this news um, was, was really troubling. And, and, you know, and then to find out the news and then the the, the amount of, um, the, the amount of, how am I, I don't even know how to describe. Speculation or? On yeah and social media about you know because the mum's trip had happened and and I thought it was i thought Kyle Davidson, the general manager, said it quite quite well it was disgusting to to read some of the comments and some of the you know the speculation and people just having fun with something that is 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 so sick to to listen to and and so um you know as as days goes on and they have their investigation you you know, then you end up making a decision because there, there's there's a lot of moral conduct and moral clauses in in, 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 in contracts. So, you know, and I think with the Blackhawks, with their history, I think they did this the right way. They investigated it the right way, and it's you know, for me though, on the hockey side, it's it's still always a sad part of it that a, a player's played that long and and he's had a very good reputation, and then um, seemingly ending it with this, uh, you know, it just seems just seems really tough. Um, but the other part about what you asked is, is you know. As a conduit to the fans and, and to the team as a broadcaster, I think I think we all have a lot of responsibility, and I think our, our responsibility is to, you know is to basically you know share what we have with the, with the fans, but we don't know everything, and then and then try to you know try to get people going forward. I mean that's what I thought of last night. Um, how, how do you move forward from this? Well, the only way I can move forward as an analyst, um, I can't speculate the investigation. I can't speculate what he did. I don't know. But what I can do is say he's not here anymore. Let's move forward, and who's going to take his spot, and and uh, and how is that leadership role going to be, you know, going to be taken care of? So those are the only things I think, as an analyst or in TV and broadcasting, you know, that Martin, that I think that I think we can do, and uh, that's what I tried to do last night: is just kind of to move forward and and uh, show the people what the game was going to look like without a Corey Perry in the lineup.
0: Yeah, and it's sort of an interesting dilemma, long term or forever as an announcer. I've told this story, but, you know, doing a Sunday night show with Marshall Falk. And at the time, he was one of the biggest stars in the NFL, and he had a knee injury, and we're in the break, and I say, so what's the deal with the knee? What's the real story? And he said, you don't want me to tell you. And I said, no, no, I do. And he said, no, but if I tell you you can't use it, then your boss is going to say, what do you know, and why haven't you used it? So he was saying, you're better off not knowing, and that is kind of always the dilemma as part of the team. If you get some information, you're, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you almost don't want to know because then you are in a bad spot. I totally
1: agree with you on on this whole on the whole thing because number one, when you know when word about a week ago came out, the team had just arrived in Columbus. Um, the speculation was that it, that it happened on the trip that the you know that the Blackhawks, like so many other teams, they they hosted the, the fathers like the Blues just did or, or the mothers, and uh, and so with with that comes such rumors and speculation I wasn't on that trip and then I wasn't on the trip in, uh, in Columbus as well and, and the more people asked me and reached out and boy everybody wanted to know what did he do was it bad was it this bad was it that uh, how can how can it be so bad that he's not going to be with the team anymore you know etc and I said I don't know wasn't on that trip and you know the tighter they kept it here in Chicago which I applaud them for I think the better it was for everybody except for the fact that social media Started buzzing, and that started getting traction. I I, I have a lot, um, lot more is a disrespect maybe for some of the people that went out there and speculated, um, that are supposed to be insiders, are supposed to be people that, you know, have an idea with what what goes on in life to so just become one of the normal, um, uh, you know, kids sitting on the couch having a ginger ale in their parents' basement kind of people that are speculating. I. I was really sickened by it myself too. It, it just was really upsetting. There's an 18-year-old kid here. He's the face of the franchise. He's the face of the NHL. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's, he should never have been subjected to anything he was subjected to on social on social media. If indeed he even goes on it.
0: And now the Hawks are taking on the Wings Thursday night. Patrick Kane signing with Detroit. What do you what do you make of that move in Detroit? Now they got Perron. They've got some veteran guys. And uh, yeah. the, the Detroit's kind of an interesting team because they're not the powerhouse of the past, but they're not they're not bad either.
1: No, no, they're not. You're exactly right. But, the, you know, the, the thing that, that I got from this is the research that Steve Eisman and the staff did with Patrick Kane. Um, you know, going to Toronto, meeting with Patrick, that's where he was training, that's where he was doing therapy, uh, knowing the history of this hip resurfacing, knowing what exactly he got done. And don't forget, Steve Eisenman's had multiple surgeries. He had something that no other professional athlete's ever had. It's called an osteotomy where they took basically a flared-out knee and they made it a bow-legged knee. It's never happened before. And then he continued to play a few more years in the NHL. So I think doing the due diligence and research on this hips resurfacing uh, was important. And then they put them, then they put him through a number of tests before he signed that deal. So yesterday morning when everybody was speculating that he signed the deal, he was actually going through a, you know, some, you know, physicals and, 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 and the doctors were seeing him, and, and, and then, um, the Detroit Red Wings ended up signing them. So in, in, long story short, they added a player uh, that is no gamble. They added a player that they didn't have to give up any assets, let's say at the trade deadline when they maybe needed scoring or top six forwards, and, and you're going out there. Now you're giving up a first-round pick. Now you're giving up a prospect uh, just to see if you can get into the playoffs. And I think that's what I like about this proactive move is they didn't have to do that. Um, it, so if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But uh, all indications are that it will work out for uh, – for Patrick Kane in Detroit. He's he's not going to play the TNT game on Wednesday. He's not going to probably play the Thursday game against the Hawks. I think it's going to be another week before he skates with the team and then gets into the lineup for them.
0: So we're past Thanksgiving now or American Thanksgiving I should say. But are the teams in the NHL pretty much who they are at this point? Do you think? And give me a handful of surprises for you better than you thought and maybe not as good as you thought.
1: It's a good question. I was just looking at the <laughs> funny I was looking at the Minnesota Wild and I said, boy, they kind of remind me a little bit of the, of the Blues of 19. And they just made a coaching change about the same time that the Blues did from Mike Yoda, Craig Berube. And, um, you know, they had high expectations, um, and they've disappointed. they played. They've really underachieved. Um, now they made the coaching change. So let's see there. I, I think they're a team that should, should climb. For whatever reason, they got stale. And, uh, and, and so that's, that's one team to look at. Um, you know, the, the league, when I get to the middle of December, that's where I think the league is what the league is. I mean, there, there are very few exceptions to that rule, I believe. So, um, you know, a team like the Florida Panthers, um, they're just they're climbing the ladder. Um, a team that I thought was going to be better would be Buffalo. And they're they're kind of stagnant right now. Detroit's where I thought they would be competing for a spot but the Atlantic's going to be tough if not the toughest division in all of hockey. Um, and I think the blues too are, are where they are too Martin I think they're I think they're going to be right there the whole way because you know every once in a while you watch them play and you see that foundation of what it takes to win games and then they have a little bit of a drop off like a lot of teams in the NHL they just have to find that consistency to stay with it every single night. Um, and and that's kind of the league right now. <laughs> that's that's where we're at. It's ups and it's downs. But I think when you get to the middle of December, I think that's what you're going to see the rest of the way. Except for the Atlantic Division, they're the one division that I think is going to is is going to be um, up and down the entire way right to the final playoff spot. The surprise team for me are the Washington Capitals. Um, I, everybody said they're old, they're slow. Um, new coach, young coach. They, they brought in the they brought in the. Uh, for me, they brought in the, the ace assistant coach in Kirk Muller, and he's brought some spirit to that team, and I think they've surprised a lot of people with where they're at right now.
0: And for Blues fans, I think it's exactly what we thought it would be, a little bit up, a little mm-hmm. bit of down, and they're going to contend maybe just to get in. And, you know, I think as of now they're a playoff-type team, but just right on the edge. It'll be interesting if Army would make a move to bolster them at all because they're not really going for it this year. When we get closer to that deadline, I think Army may be – Challenge to like appease the fans a little bit, you know what I'm saying, to kind of beef it up. Yeah. If, if in fact they are looking like they're at least in the mix.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think so. There's always a fine line between saying to yourself, okay, how far can we go in the playoffs? And and uh, you know, and if we don't feel like we can we can beat anybody, uh, then then you know maybe we sell off some assets and lose some contracts or what have you. But yeah, I I, I mean I would agree with you. After not making it last year um, and looking at the parity in the league. I mean, they, they, this is just me, and, and I, I would I would at least want to give the uh, uh, the players every indication that uh, that you've got their back, that we we we'd make some moves, but you also as a as a player and as as a team, you also have to show the general manager and the ownership group that that you're all in as well, and uh, and if they see signs that you're not all in it and there's not consistency, then then uh, the likelihood of them adding is, is a lot slimmer. If they think you're trying your rear end off, you care for one another, you're battling like crazy, and you're, and you're going into every single game trying your rear ends off, then, then I think that's when the GM looks at it and says, okay, you know what, boys, if you've worked hard, I'm going to add something to this uh, at, the, at the end of it and give you guys a fighting chance to make it. The, the other part, bottom line that I've really appreciated and enjoyed with a lot of coaches around the NHL, and Chief is no exception, is sitting guys. I mean, making yeah. guys healthy scratches if they're not playing. If, if Jacob Baran is not playing, or somebody else for that matter, and if he's not the only one around the league, then sit them out. I mean, I think players have been protected for an awful long time, and right now the coaches have to save their jobs as well, and they've got to make sure they're sending the right message with their other players on the team that are trying hard. And if a player's not giving it what he's got, then just sit him out and make him a healthy scratch, and I think he's done a good job of
0: that. All right, final thought, Pucks with Panger, brought to you by Offenburg Hyundai. Back to you, the great podcast. Last time I think we talked about John Hamm, how about uh, recent episodes?
1: Yeah, we're we're. I mean, we just uh, finished up with uh, Larry the Cable Guy. What? Um, who's? I mean, he is hilarious, and he. Poor Catherine Tappan had a little laryngitis, so she had a she had a rough voice, and and Larry Larry kind of sensed that, and he just ran with it. Uh, so th- I mean, he was terrific. Um, we also had Doug Flutie. Um, oh, wow. is, is our most recent uh, episode? And Doug Flutie was outstanding, and talking from everything from Heisman Trophy winners to playing in the CFL and being uh, the most outstanding player for six seasons there uh, to his, uh, his son's you know, battle with autism and the families as well. So, no, we've had a really fun time. This has been really great. And, and you know what? It, it's gotten me out of my, uh, I'm, I guess I'm two-dimensional. I always think I'm one-dimensional. I guess two-dimensional, hockey and golf. And it's got me thinking about other sports, and, and uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it, Martin. It's been a blast.
0: Oh, and I love the Canadian Football League. There's like six teams, and three of them are called the Rough Riders. I can never figure out, like, <laughs> how hard is it to you're come a, up with another name? You're a beauty. Oh. Not
1: anymore. Not anymore. I they know. change it all. Only the Saskatchewan Rough Riders.
0: Uh, okay. I think Ottawa was for a while. Anyway, anyway. All right, yeah,
1: but, they were. That was my home team. I know. All right, but, they, but they both... One with one word and one with two
0: words. Oh, big difference. <laughs> big you Canadians are so so much smarter than us. All right buddy, safe travels.
1: Okay, thanks Martin. Take care, buddy.